1: everybody rev here i hope that you have had a safe and happy holiday just a couple things before we get into the new information on the patreon for this year first thank you everyone who showed up for our push for partner on twitch we had great audiences on saturday and on monday of course i am recording this before they have played who's your daddy on thursday Uh, but i imagine that the excitement around that will also draw a good crowd as well so thank you everyone who has joined us so far. If you have not joined us yet, you can go over to twitch.tv slash The Crit Show and follow us there and you will get notifications whenever we go live throughout this month. As a reminder, we are streaming on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, all through the month of January as we make our push for partner on Twitch. So what are we playing next week? Well, Saturday, we are going to do another one-page RPG. I will be leading Kim, Tass, and Megan through a game of Haunts of Horrid Hill, where they will be playing a group of spirits dedicated to scaring the living out of their home so they can get back to having a little peace and quiet. And then on Monday, we will be getting together to play some Jackbox games so you can join in, be in our audience, and help sway the vote. Um, As I feel like with every time we have played Jackbox games, our votes become irrelevant and you, the watchers, end up deciding the winner of those games. And then next Thursday, Megan and Kim are going to play some Cuphead, which should be a delightfully frustrating time for them. So again, tomorrow on January 7th, Megan and Kim will be playing Who's Your Daddy and we will be having a competition for the best dad joke. On Saturday the 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern, we will be playing Haunts of Horrid Hill. On Monday, the 11th at 8 p.m., we'll be playing Jackbox games, and then on Thursday, the 14th, Megan and Kim will be playing Cuphead. So again, that is Twitch.tv/slash The Crit Show. If you'd like to join us as we make our push for partner, I also want to take this opportunity to thank all of the folks who joined us on Patreon in the month of December: Rihanna, Rex, Steve Ratibow, Lice, S. Lee, Phoebe Ciders, Jeremy Glassenhart, Beer Lair, Aston Fletcher, Amanda Mullins, Lady Nightlight. Harry Ward, Matt Papasina, Jake Pruitt, and Linda Foster. So thank you to all of those folks who joined us on Patreon in the month of December. Uh, We have already had a handful of folks sign up in January, uh, but I will read those names come the first episode of February. If you are interested in joining our Patreon, this is the month to get on the new swag and t-shirt cycle. So if you sign up or if you feel like upgrading your Patreon, this is the month you can do it to get in on the cycle Uh, For the next thing that comes out this last cycle, we ended up making pint glasses with the logo on them. And for the shirt, we had a very cool welcome to the North Pole postcard that had a bunch of season one and two spoilers inside of the image. Kind of like a Where's Waldo. Speaking of the Patreon tiers, we have made a couple of adjustments to some of them. We like to go in and do a little straightening up, getting things in order, making some adjustments uh, based off of the feedback that we have gotten the previous year. So a quick rundown of the tiers. The Initiate, our $1 tier. Has not changed at all. You get access to our Discord server. On the Discord server, we have a lot of stuff going on. It is a great community. We have book clubs and movie nights. There are channels where people share recipes, schedule games together. We did a Christmas exchange as well as a craft exchange a while ago. Uh, It is a great group of people to be a part of. We will also give you a thanks on the intro to the episode. And you'll also find your name on our friends page on the website. The Professional, the $5 tier, gets you everything in the Initiate tier as well as a private RSS feed that you can enter into the podcatcher of your choice and listen to all of our Patreon-exclusive shows, including Hero Salad, which is Tass's Worlds in Peril game where we play a group of superheroes who have been transformed into fruits and vegetables. Investigate the history run by my good friend Carolyn that is a deep dive into the lore and legends and myths that make up the various story arcs of The Crit Show. Perilous Tides, which is our Rapscallion game that we are currently playing right now, and Tales from the Omniverse, which is our series of one-shots, the concept being that you're looking at all of Noelle's screens that monitor the multiverses, and each episode we zoom into one, and you get a story from another dimension in the Omniverse, and we are very excited that we are doing a second season of Tales from the Omniverse. As of right now, it will be six stories long. And we have set those releases to coincide with Patreon goals as we did with the first season. These may not be the exact order they happen in, but we actually do have all of the stories in place right now. So I will be game mastering a game using Neverland, the Impossible Island, in which all of the players will be the lost ones from Neverland trying to figure out... What has happened to Peter Pan in the midst of chaos that has engulfed the island? We will have Cuppy Cup from Slade Nobody running us through a Call of Cthulhu adventure, Stalkers in the Moonlight Mall. Jake will be running Cowboy World. Josh Harrison, who ran us through Earth Dawn last season, will be back again, running us through 1879, a steampunk-powered adventure game. Jeff Stormer from Party of One Pod will be running us through Anyone Can Wear the Mask, a superhero story, and Laura Turner, who you may remember from Fate of Cthulhu, will be running their new game, Abyssal, in which you play a half-human, half-monster hybrid, trying to survive in a city in turmoil as it goes through a transformation of its own. We may add one or two more, depending on uh, some irons in the fire if we hear back from them. But for right now, those are the six stories that we'll be running in Season 2 of Tales from the Omniverse. The Expert, which is the $10 tier, uh, we have had to make an adjustment to. We have not been able to do any cons this last year. And as a result of that, we also have not been doing any photo shoots with Wes. So we have not been able to create more wallpapers uh, using Wes's wonderful photos. So we have changed this tier to be a little more geared towards game masters, dungeon masters, keepers, whatever you'd like to call them. The folks running the games. So in addition to the GM Discord room, where you can go in anytime and ask GM advice from other game masters that are part of the Discord, you'll continue to get the monthly one-page RPG recommendation from Jake, and you'll also get access to our newest show, which will be for the $10 tier, hosted by Kim, Hold 2. Hold 2 is going to be a show where Kim will collect questions every month from folks in... The $10 and above tier get together, one or two of us, and talk about those questions in a little bit more detail than you may get inside of the discussion room on the Discord server. Because the thing with the Discord server is you get all kinds of advice from everyone involved. Maybe the person who you wanted to ask the question to specifically didn't see it, or maybe by the time they got to it, it had already been answered Uh, ...by a number of other folks in the Discord. So this is your chance to ask questions that you might like to have a little more of a deep dive into the answer to. This will come out once a month, and each episode, Kim will get together herself and a few others... ...to answer the questions, kind of based off of the questions that are there... ...and who she thinks might be the best group to talk about them. The Big Game Hunter, which is our $20 Patreon tier... ...gets you exclusive swag every four months sent to you, as well as everything in all the previous tiers... Uh, if you are an international listener and you are interested in getting into this tier, we have a few of you who have done it already. Send us an email at cast at uh, and we can figure out what the shipping would be for your country so we can make an adjustment to the price of that tier. The Constructed, which is our $25 Patreon tier, gets you an exclusive shirt three times a year. Uh, And if you are an international listener and you want to get in on the Constructed, you do not have to worry about international shipping because the shirt company that we are using has locations all over the world. Uh, And so that does not affect us when it comes to shipping. The Divine tier, which is our $40 tier, gets you everything in all of the tiers below it. This is the tier that if you would like to get the swag and the shirt, it gives you a little bit of a discount and you will get all of that three times a year. Our Founders Tier, which is $70 a month, includes everything below, as well as getting a game session ran for you once a month by the cast member who is in the title of your specific tier. So we have Founders Jake, Founders Tass, and Founders Kim. As of this moment, all of those slots are sold out, with the exception of one slot that has just opened up in Kim's Monster of the Week game. So we do have one spot left in that Founders Tier. And then lastly, our new tier that we have added, we are bringing back the chosen tier. I had a conversation a while back with one very dedicated listener and they were talking to us about tiers and about setting up a tier that was kind of our shoot for the moon. Just something that we think would be awesome. So we have created it. The chosen tier, there is only one of these available right now. I won't say the price of it out loud. You can go to patreon.com slash the crit show if you'd like to see what the price is. I don't want to make anybody gun shy, but if you're interested in checking it out, you can go there. What you get with the chosen tier is you get everything in all the previous tiers below, with the exception of what's in the founders tier. And you might be thinking, well, why would I want a higher tier that doesn't let me play a game with you once a month? Well, that's because the chosen tier, once a year, we will clear our recording weekend, and we will bring you to us for a weekend of gaming. We will cover the cost of your travel, as well as your housing, that could be a plane ticket and a spare room in one of the cast's houses. It could be a train ticket and a hotel. It could be us swinging by your place on our way to a rental cabin. It will very much be determined based off of who you are and where you are. But once a year, we will clear our weekend and we will bring you to us for a weekend of gaming. So if that is something that might be interested to you, you can head over to Patreon.com to find out more information about all these tiers, including... The return of our one slot chosen tier. That was a lot. Thank you for sticking through it with me. And actually, thank you for sticking through all of this with me. Um, We are getting close to our three-year anniversary. And everything we do here would not be possible without all of you. So thank you so much for joining us here every week. Thank you on a personal note. For all of the letters and the emails and the messages that I got after describing why we were taking a little break in the month of November, it really, really warmed my heart. So thank you so much to everyone who took the time to write me and to message me. I don't know what else there is to say. I hope that you have had a safe and happy holiday. Welcome to 2021. We are very excited to see where all of this goes throughout the course of the next year. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, get back on the road and get to some conventions See more of you in person. But until then, it's time to get to the episode. So here you all are in Mother Hen. The engines have just cut out. The helicopter is starting to plummet towards the ground. What are you all doing? Uh, checking on Everett? You hear him cursing from the front of the cockpit. What's happening? I don't know. The whole thing just went dead. How long before we hit the ground? Oh, give it 25, 30 seconds. Can
0: I tune in and try and pick up on if anything is causing this?
1: Yeah, you reach out with your senses and you don't sense anything.
0: I'm going to use telekinesis. Roll it. Eight.
1: All right, you get to hold one.
0: Something is held fast.
1: Yes, so Megan stands up and you all see the salt come out of the salt shaker. And this pink and purple energy erupts out of her and your descent is suddenly brought to a jarring stop. And Megan, you take two points of damage.
0: One of those, I think, gets taken away a bit by the uh, hummingbird skull necklace that I had from Siobhan.
1: All right. So uh, you take one point of damage, and again, you hear Everett in the front curse.
2: I'm rushing up to him. What's what's going on? Is like some kind of EMP, or did everything just shut
3: off? Everything just shut off. Uh, I want to like look out the windows of the helicopter and see if there's anything... Around us, like has something flown up on us Are storm clouds rolling in like anything to indicate that something is outside and we are being targeted.
1: Yeah, you don't see anything. It is a clear blue sky uh, and there is forest below you. Everett, can the helicopter be accessed from anywhere else that isn't inside the helicopter? No, not as far as I know. And this whole time he is resetting switches and making adjustments of dials. Trying to get this whole thing to restart.
2: Okay, man. Well, this is the time, I guess, to say it. From what we can tell from what we just went through, IPT has some kind of mole. Somebody's working against us from the inside. Is there any way somebody is connected to how this rig works? I mean, it's been inside
1: the IPT shop. That's for sure.
2: Okay, then um, we got to look. We got to see if there's something somebody put on here to be able to do this. If they know that we foiled whatever it was that they were working on and jumped in the chopper, what a great way to just kill us all, huh?
3: Yeah, I think my inclination would be wherever they put the explosive on my car, like a near equivalent on a helicopter to look in that spot.
1: Yeah, so right outside of both back windows on the left and right side are the Chinook's engines. And so you imagine it would be in one of those locations.
3: I'll open the chopper door and start climbing out there to try and examine one of the
1: engines i think roll act under pressure to climb the chinook in midair cool 10 all right you are able to climb your way up to the engines you open up the right engine and sure enough about the spot where you would expect to find the piece that was inside of your car that was going to detonate you find a little box with a very familiar wi-fi card on it and this box is connected to the main power source for the engine Can I remove it? Yes, you can.
3: Okay, I will do that. I will remove it and see if the helicopter starts spinning again.
1: So you unplug this coupling piece and you reconnect the wire without this little box with the Wi-Fi card on it. And inside, all of the lights kick back on and you hear the engines start to fire back up and groan.
0: As soon as the lights come back on, I think I drop my hold with telekinesis and just kind of crumple to the floor a little bit. Guys, I'm not not doing so good.
1: Uh, yeah. So Megan, let's go for hold. And there is a brief moment where the helicopter falls another 10, 15 feet and then catches and starts to lift itself up again. After a moment, Jake, you are able to climb back down and get inside the helicopter uh, and get the door closed.
2: Uh, I'm going to rush over to Megan. Shit, that looked rough. Um, h- how are you feeling?
1: No, not great.
0: I Every time I try to do that, it, it messes with me. I mean, that wasn't as bad as it usually was but i just kind of get like really my hands are really cold i think i reach out and i like touch your arm and you just feel like my fingers are like freezing
2: whoa okay
0: i think i think this necklace helped a little bit but um i don't think i can do much more right now
2: yeah yeah just just take it easy jake got it back going you saved our asses Um, And I I don't know. I want to see if I can somehow try to warm her up or, you know, do anything here to try to medic her back to health a little bit.
1: All right, Tess, roll medic. And I think the way that this is going to work is this is all mental damage that Megan has taken is that it's like an injection, it's supplements, it's things to make her blood pressure stable and like get her iron levels right and that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, I like that.
3: What's the what's the cold supplement that doesn't actually do anything? The orange, like the vitamin C. Oh, uh, airborne? Airborne. You just give her a whole bunch of airborne.
1: I like it. That's what he does on a fail.
2: (laughs) 13.
1: All right. So, Megan, you are healed too and stabilized. Thank you. Uh, So you are all back inside of the helicopter, and it is running smoothly again and headed back towards Indianapolis. I think I just
3: hold up the chip to everybody. This was planted in the engine.
0: Another one?
3: They know. They know that we're on to them. And it seems that they prepared for any eventuality. They have to have rigged this helicopter before he came
1: and got us. When was the last time this was in the shop, Everett? Since you dropped us off? Oh, no. Uh, Last time it was in the shop for an extended period of time was after we rescued you boys. It took an awful lot of damage.
3: Like, they've had this on the burner for a while. They've got a lot of threads that it seems they've set up and are ready to cut at any time. Jake, we're gonna have to go over your car that you put the order in for. Damn it. If they mess up that, that's a rare car. There aren't a lot of those. Oh God, I'm gonna be so mad. In the distance, you hear a tiny explosion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that like for someone whose God magic now comes from like wrath and anger, probably just blowing up my car for shits and giggles. (laughs) Is the wrong move for that person to <laughs> make.
1: You
0: hear a tiny explosion and then you hear a tinier explosion of my moped. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm trying to imagine it's like pow, pew. <laughs> Um So what do we what do we have to do now? Like we're still we still need to go talk to Margaret, right?
2: Yeah, I mean I think overall the plan doesn't change, just we have to see If she's legit, and then it's my opinion that, I mean, sure, maybe we look at Anastasia's office and see who put the thing down, but I'd rather take a look at who put the Wi-Fi card in the chopper.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be a little more concrete because whoever put the file on Anastasia's desk could have just been told to do it. So
3: fair. But I mean, I feel like that kinda could have been the same thing. That could be true for the Wi Fi cards too. Like a tech could have just been given the Wi Fi cards and told they were something. We're installing these in agent vehicles now, it's a safety measure. Like yeah. But yeah, we can we can definitely start in the garage because that is definitely the more like explicitly they put an explosive in a car. Right. Dangerous thing.
1: You know if you want a really fast way to check if Margaret's okay. Why don't the two of you, she looks at Jake and Megan, why don't you teleport back right now and tell her about what happened with the helicopter and say it crashed and we died. See if she's relieved. That's a good call. I mean,
2: I'll keep an eye out here and make sure that we keep trucking and send me a
3: text if it's bad. At this point, it almost seems like they're just trying to kill Anastasia. Like so far, everything that has happened has targeted Anastasia and we just happened to to also be part of it. Like, they had no way of knowing we were gonna come back after Anastasia got the file and get involved in this. They have no reason to believe we were gonna ride the helicopter back.
2: I mean, the only reason they might, and this is, again, it just depends on how connected they are, all they have to do is check in with Jingles. Either way, we have a quick decision to make here. If we want them to think this went down, I need to smash this card right now, just in case.
0: Jake, I don't know much about how your teleport thing works, but I assume since we're moving pretty fast in the air, can you get back here if you leave?
3: Yeah, you can just appear next to me. Yes, that is true. Cool. I mean, I kind of feel like we should smash the chip regardless because we've got another one if we need one. So best case, it makes it seem like the chopper went down and supports a story. Worst case, like it's just tracking us and we're just continuing to hold on to a thing that's constantly endangering us.
2: All right. And I'll toss it down and smash it with the butt of the spear.
1: Tass brings the butt of this spear down onto this magical piece of technology And there is a small explosion. Everybody takes one point of damage, armor-defeating, as the floor is ripped out from about three feet of Mother Hen. Uh, And you hear Everett from the front curse again as Mother Hen starts to handle poorly as wind is coming in this hole.
3: Okay, I should have thought about that. Yeah, it was
2: magic, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I don't know if this is answerable. Did that seem like just something that would happen by nature of destroying, like, a magical electronic thing? Or did that seem like a dead man's switch kind of thing? Like, that was purposely, if destroyed, then trigger explosion by whoever designed it?
1: Uh, the first one. Okay. Also, I am unstable. Everett, how you doing? Uh, It's real hard to keep this thing steady. Are we gonna stay airborne, or have I doomed us? She's handling pretty rough. I can keep pushing, but setting down may not be the worst idea. Do we want to put Mother Hen down and use this as
3: our cover? That the chopper went down, quote unquote, and Megan and I teleport onto headquarters? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That way uh, we
2: can work on this and get this patched up. And if it breaks bad there, just come back and get me,
3: I guess.
0: At least you'll be on the ground.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Megan. Yeah. We're going to have to jump out of this helicopter first.
0: So- sorry. What?
3: I, I can't teleport. Into or out of warded areas, and the whole helicopter is a warded area.
0: I mean, like, what are the chances that this doesn't work? Because if it's zero, I mean, I've always kind of wanted to skydive, but, like, I don't have a parachute. Is there a parachute? Can I have one just in case?
3: Oh, Everett surely got parachutes. Yeah. But if we teleport to headquarters and you're wearing a parachute, the jig's kind of up on the whole the helicopter crashed unexpectedly thing. Um,
0: but isn't the IPT warded, too?
3: Yes, I have to teleport outside of the door and then walk in, but it is surveilled.
0: Well, I mean, fine.
3: All right, I will hold out a hand for Megan to take.
0: All right, let's do it.
3: Hold on extremely tight. Okay. And I'll just take us through that hole
1: in the floor. All right, so the two of you step into the hole in the floor and begin to free fall.
0: Oh shit, it's so loud. I didn't think it would be so loud.
1: Part of me wants to give us a few
3: seconds so that you can get the experience of skydiving, but part of me doesn't want to add any risk that we die on top of the great risk that we die. So once we're outside of the wards, I'm going to just try and teleport us to IPT.
1: All right. Roll angel wings.
3: 12. Oh, my God. Nice.
1: So the two of you step through the hole and Tash, you see them start to streak towards the ground and then vanish in a burst of flame. The two of you appear at IPT on the street.
0: Holy shit. That was amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. Was it good?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm a a little, I think maybe a little high from all the air that I was breathing. But yeah, I think I'm not dead. So that's really good.
3: Cool. Good job. Now bring it down.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay.
3: And I'm going to try and like sober up here before marching in and heading directly for Margaret's office.
1: So the two of you march into IPT and get into the elevator and head up to Margaret's office. Uh, you come into the office and she is sitting there at the desk and Jingles is perched on the corner of the desk and she looks up. Is everything all right? Somebody shot down Mother Hen on our way back and we're the only two that made it out. What? And
3: I want to wait and see what kind of read Megan seems to get off of her.
0: Yeah, I'm reaching out with my mind.
1: All right. Roll we'll Investigate a Mystery.
0: So that's a four. <laughs> But I feel like this is really important. I feel like we really, really need to know if Margaret's on our side. So I think I'm going to spend luck.
1: All right, Megan, you get a hold, too.
0: Uh, What is being concealed here?
1: Yeah, so as you are peeking into Margaret's head, trying to get a sense of how she feels about what's going on, you feel this deep heartbreak, uh, specifically connected with Everett. Uh, And you also get a sense of hopelessness at the loss of Tass and Anastasia.
0: Yeah, I think going off of that, that feeling of heartbreak, I guess what happened here?
1: Uh, so the thing that you find as you look around inside of her memories is that Everett and Margaret used to have a relationship. And at one point, Margaret chose the job over Everett. Uh, she could not take time away. She could not not make this every waking moment of her life. And Everett couldn't live that way. And so he left. With Anastasia, the sense that you get is... That she thinks she might have finally found someone to actually take her place so she could have a life again or if anything were to ever happen to her. And with Tash, you get this sense of absence and it almost seems like she was connecting Tash to the idea of a son that she never got to have in life. Oh Oh my gosh. While Megan is reading Margaret... I want to be keeping an
3: eye on Jingles as we break this news and see if there's any tell in him. We had talked briefly, I think, about him maybe being compromised somehow.
1: Jake, as you start to look over at Jingles with this idea that he could possibly be compromised and you want to see his reaction, roll read a bad situation. Nine. You get a hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You notice that it's been a while since you have spent a whole lot of time around Jingles, and you know that he has been integrated into... All of the systems for IPT that he is essentially doing Noelle's job right now until you're able to retrieve her. And you do notice that there are additional antenna coming off of his back. One of them looks very familiar. And you see that what he is showing on his face is grief, but that his one mechanical eye is looking at Megan and you see the red glow in it starting to get larger and brighter. I'm going to step and
3: turn, putting myself between Jingles and Megan and kind of like covering her.
1: Roll protect someone. 11. What is your extra effect?
3: I inflict harm on the enemy. I think like as I turn and kind of cover her as this laser beam goes off, I'm just throwing a back kick like into Jingles off the desk.
1: So, Jake, you spin in front of Megan, blocking her with your body, and this laser fires from Jingle's eye. You take three points of damage, not armor-defeating. As it fires, you hear him go, what the fuck? And then you kick him backwards off the table, <laughs> and you hear him go again, what the fuck?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh! Margaret is standing. She has got a gun in her hand that she has drawn from a spring clip under her desk, and she is not quite sure where to train it.
3: Somebody's put bad tech in Jingles. Jingles, you're compromised. You got a bad antenna and I need to get it out. Oh, God. Uh, I want to try and run over there and just like locate that bogey antenna I saw and see if I can rip that piece out.
1: Yeah, roll act under pressure. You come around this desk and Jingles is like covering the eye and you see that the metal is starting to glow red on his hand. Oh, nine. All right, so you can get to Jingles and remove this antenna that you saw on his back that looks familiar but the laser that's going off is going to melt through his hand and do some damage in the scuffle you're going to break at least one other antenna disconnecting him from something else or the rest of the office is going to hear this scuffle going on and and everyone kind of out in the lobby and in their offices is going to be aware that something is going on in here i think i'll tank the rest of that laser damage Yeah, so this laser makes it the rest of the way through his hand as you are trying to fix and you feel it slash across your knee. Uh, You have a minus one ongoing until you can get this properly treated uh, when it comes to movement with that leg. And you do take one point of damage, not so much from the laser, but just from the strain uh, of everything you are doing since you are unstable. Okay. But you have gotten this antenna off of his back and you can see that the laser has stopped firing. Do I get the whole piece does it look like the chips we've been dealing with Uh, it is much smaller but when you pulled it out of the back you can see that the same design pattern is there but it is much much smaller did you get it yeah I got it
3: this is it is there anything metallic in here that I can wrap this thing in? I know it's gonna blow up if I try to destroy it but could I Faraday cage this one sort of
1: roll luck 10 Yeah, you see that in Margaret's trash can is the foil from her lunch.
3: Okay, I'll just stick that chip in there and wrap it up real quick. What the hell is going on? I think I just look at Megan in front of them and say, how is she?
0: It's fine. It's fine. Everybody's okay. Tass is okay. Everett's okay. What? And then I look at Jake and I say, she's she's good.
3: There's a mole in IPT and they've been targeting, I don't know, it seems like at least Anastasia. They put Anastasia out on that bogus mission. There were no missing kids. They trapped her. They started drawing her abilities- They detonated one of these chips that they'd planted in Mother Hen. Mother Hen hasn't been in the shop for months. There's some shit going on that's been in the works for a long time, and part of
1: it clearly has to do with jingles because he's had some bad tech within him. There's a long silence in the room as she looks at you, then at Megan, and then she slides her gun under the desk and you hear the clack of it locking back into its hidden holster. Shut the door. Oh God, I wish I would have thought of this when we walked in, but I shut the door. Where is Mother Hen right
3: now?
0: safely landed somewhere in between here and Helen georgia I, I wasn't tracking our path
1: so say that all again but in a way that doesn't make me quite so angry i'll do my best we have reason to believe that there's
3: a mole with an ipt obviously we didn't know who to trust could have been literally anyone some of these things that have been taking place couldn't have been done by a peon A peon couldn't get Anastasia out on a mission and arrange something that would trap her and start draining her powers. Somebody lower in the organization wouldn't have had access to Mother Hen to start implanting these wireless chips and shutting down their technology. No offense, we had to be sure it wasn't you. I'd hope as the leader of a shadow organization, you understand our caution.
1: If someone is in our system, Mother Hen is much older tech-wise compared to Jingles. That's a very wide net that's being cast how do you propose we move forward
3: i mean we know that somebody put this file on anastasia's desk we know that somebody messed with the helicopter we've got two places that i can go and i can use my magic and spectate when those things happened hopefully get a visual id on whoever was directly involved with those two pieces follow up on them see if they got their orders from someone else the problem is they definitely know we're after them now we were trying to keep this a little bit incognito as we came in so that hopefully they wouldn't start to run, but I'm sure that they know now that they tried to sick jingles on us and it didn't work. If we don't start acting quickly, this person's going to be in the wind. Yeah, man, I put that fire on Anastasia's desk. Okay, good. Then not you, but do you know who like put that imperative in you to give her that file? Do you know where
1: that file came from? I don't know. Like, I don't even remember doing it until you just pulled that thing out. Like I didn't charged this thing up it just did it and like i've got 30 seconds missing from a couple days ago but now i can see it and i i put the file on her desk but you don't remember where it came from no it was in my hand what's the last thing you remember before that i remember going from Margaret's office into the elevator and then i was standing on the second floor holding the file
0: so in the elevator must have been when you got the file
1: and he actually goes over to Margaret's computer and turns the monitor around, and he pulls another wire out from under his neck and plugs it into the screen. And you see, from his point of view, and there's a time skip of like 45 seconds. It seems like inside of the elevator was dead air.
0: That's where you could look.
1: I can't do anything, though, while the ward's
3: are in here. Margaret Jingles, do you know any way to kind of selectively lower the protections in here so that I can start doing some magic and sussing this out without fully compromising IPT?
1: It'd really be a matter of doing what they did on the Eye of Horse. We'd have to go around and basically make each room its own protection. How long do we think that would take? I mean, it's been something that's been on the docket for quite a while, but it's a time-consuming process to ward a room. We could take the wards down for a brief time if you knew exactly what and where you were going to do, and I would just have everyone more on guard than we normally are, which is already pretty high. Sounds like I don't need more than... 60
3: seconds. I know exactly where this was. I know exactly when it was. I should be able to just throw this spell up, watch what happened, put it down, and we can bring up the protections again.
0: What do we think would be most vulnerable here?
1: It's either on the level that we keep all of the things that we capture and don't kill, or it's the agents. I'm gonna get on the phone with
3: Tass here. Hey man, what's the sitch? Margaret's clean. Jingles himself is clean, but he had one of those chips implanted in him. He didn't seem to know about it. We're pretty sure we know when and where he was given the file to put on Anastasia's desk. He can't remember it. So we think we've got a good hold on. We could look here at this time and see at least who that point of contact before was. But we've got to drop the wards in IPT completely to do it, or else we're going to spend a lot of time rerouting all the protections.
2: Oh, God.
3: Okay. So what do you think? Do I come back and get the rest of you? I think our secret's out. We had a bit of a tussle with Jingles. He did shoot a laser beam at us. So I think the mole knows what's going on. Me and Megan are kind of thinking we need people here to keep a close eye on whatever's going to be the most vulnerable when we drop these protections.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be there, but I don't know how much help I'm going to be. I'm I'm
3: in rough shape, bud. Man, I'm in rough shape too, but I don't know what to do. Like we don't have time.
2: Yeah, come get us, Um, and I will talk to Everett and Anastasia. All right, rundown is, we think we're compromised here. Like, they know that our, that, that the jig is up for them. They tried to use jingles to attack, um, but apparently they at least got jingles fixed up. They're going to take down some wards and, and try to figure out who's doing this. Jake's only going to be able to take two of us. Everett, do you want to stay with Mother Hen and make sure that the the bottom here gets patched up? I mean, if you... You keep up your wards and stuff. You should at least still stay relatively hidden, right? Yeah. All right. Anastasia, is that cool? You want to come back with us and just be ready for whatever happens? I suppose so. All right. Everett, we'll be back to get you as soon as we can.
1: Yeah, just to keep me abreast of what's going on. I'll try to get this thing back in the air as soon as I can.
2: All right. Jake, come get us. And
1: I'll uh, lead Anastasia out. All right. So, Jake, you go back outside and you vanish in a burst of flame. And I don't think there is a role to get the two of them back. But I do think you suffer another point of harm from being unstable.
3: I am at six harm. Oh, no. Rarely have I been in such dire straits.
0: Oh, bud,
2: you look worse than I do. Do you want me to try to patch you up a little before you do this? Or
3: is it go time? I mean, I'm not doing well. I think if I work too hard, I'm going to beef it. If you can just stop me from getting worse. I'm going to pull Jake inside, like try
2: to... Get him onto one of the couches or something in the entryway and and start to patch him up. Hold still.
1: All right, roll medic.
2: Nine, so you can heal two. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm going to get him up and um, jump in the elevator, go up to Margaret's office.
1: All right, so the both of you get into the elevator and head up to Margaret's office, and inside are Margaret and Megan and Jingles waiting.
3: Okay, I'll close the door behind us. Do I need to give a signal Or something, Margaret, when it's time to, like, drop the protections?
1: Yes. We'll get it all organized, and uh, I'll send jingles with you, and he can transmit throughout the building. Uh, So where are you going to, Jake?
3: He had video all the way up to getting in the elevator. Yep. And then from the moment he was in the elevator, it cut out, and then it picked back up when he was at Anastasia's desk,
1: right? Picked back up when he was outside of the elevator. So basically what he is missing is the travel time from the top floor to the second floor
3: then i think i'm just i'm getting in the elevator and preparing the spell and then like putting the elevator on that course so like as we're actually descending i'm watching that other time in where we are right now
1: okay what are the both of you doing
3: um i think i'm going to get to
2: wherever kind of the biggest pool of agents would be if something decides it's coming for us
0: guys i have an idea do we think that whoever this mole is they're human
2: no idea we know that there was one mole at one point that was a vampire
0: give me a second i'm gonna i'm gonna try to see if i can sense anything
2: oh shit
1: yeah if you think you can that's awesome
0: Uh, i can i can try it yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out and see if i can feel any sort of presence
1: Yeah, so you reach out with your mind and try to sense if there's any creature here, any monster, and what its intents are. You do hear a couple of different voices, but you know that they're coming specifically from the direction of the location where IPT stores the things that they have captured and not killed. This sounds like an odd way to say it, but you don't sense any free-range monsters. (laughs) (laughs) We cage-free. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't sense anything. So, I mean, either they're not here within a couple of miles or they're not a monster.
2: Yeah, okay. So they're either really working with the Wi-Fi cards so that they are controlling this from afar, or it's like a, well, like the Krampus, it's like another robot or something. My money is on control from afar. So if they have any other way with Jingle's antenna being taken off of of watching this, they're already going to know what's about to happen. So I'm going to get down with the other agents just because I feel like it's going to be people that they'll come after if they find a way to get in when the wards are dropped.
0: Yeah. If I had, if I had any idea of where they might be, if I had any idea of where a good place might be for them to be posted up, to have control over this thing remotely, I could try and keep putting out my senses and see if I could tell if there's anything there, but I just have no idea of which direction.
2: Yeah, we probably won't know until we drop these and let Jake see what he sees, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I guess just be careful and be on alert. I'll try to do what I can from here.
2: Okay, and I'm going to head down.
1: All right, so Megan is in Margaret's office with Margaret. Jake and Jingles are in the elevator, and Tass has gone down to the second floor where most of the agents have their office, uh, along with Anastasia. So inside of the elevator, what exactly are you setting up? Uh, I think I grabbed
3: like a fucking box of paper clips out of Margaret's desk because I need a a metal basically summoning circle, a magic circle here. So I've been just kind of setting up, positioning these in a ring and, you know, how I know this is supposed to look just by hooking paper clips together in there.
1: Yeah. And as you're setting this up, the elevator keeps like going up and down and opening and jingles is basically being a door main. Oh, sorry. I can't get in this one. Taking this one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do get it set up. Uh, And Jingles stands back and looks to you. Okay, I'm going to try to invoke the magic to see another time. Uh, And you hear Jingles say, execute. Uh, And you hear it echoed all throughout the building. Um, And with that statement, you see that a number of the runes on the elevator even, like, stop glowing. And people around the building put slash marks through different symbols. They wipe away others that have been painted on. And the defenses are down. Jake, roll use magic. Eight. All right. What is your effect and what is your glitch?
3: Uh, My effect is observe another place or time. And I think my glitch on this one is one harm, ignore armor. I think I'm just burning the candle at both ends trying to get all this shit done. And it is taking it out of me.
1: All right. So Jake, you set this magic off. You take two points of damage, one for the magical backlash and one for pushing yourself while you're unstable. But as you fall to the ground before you pass out in the elevator... You see very clearly an image appear inside of the circle. Jingles steps into the elevator on the fourth floor. It goes down, and as it goes down, smoke starts rolling in through the air vent, and a person appears. It's Natalie. And she hands Jingles a file and then turns into vapor again and exits the vent.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please try to get some sleep tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try a sleep sound. No thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us. Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had a bad dream in ages. <laughs> Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho...
1: Never stop. Nothing happened. Nothing happened? Well, you still haven't
0: told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh. Your heart is racing.
2: How can you tell? You're lying on top of me.
0: What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher, you know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils. Dreamers. Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts.